You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, here on BBC, we are proud to present a brand new radio show based on several old television shows. <laughs> we present Whoops, Not in Front of the Buses, Next Door, Street Gang and Son Makes Three. <laughs> In this week's rib-tickling episode, Vanessa, played by Wendy Craig, again, and her brand-new husband, Mungo, played by John Alderton, or Derek Nimmo, or both, set off for their week in a brand-new country cottage with their brand-new children, played by the young generation. Oh, dear. Suddenly, they all fall under a steamroll and are crushed to death. Yes, yes, yes. And then in comes Jane Fonda in a toad-skin bikini. Yes, not true. And she begins to whip Sir Kenneth Clark. Yes. The entire Northern Light Orchestra strip off. No, that then... is not, not true. Mungo and Vanessa go and visit their mother-in-law with hilarious results. Oh, surprise, surprise. Big deal. Ho, ho. Right, announcer Hatch. Give me that microphone. Shot. Shot. I want the whole world to hear my story. Are you listening, world? Yes! I want you to know how I, Hatch, one of radio's truly great producers, have been condemned to this servile role by the controller of programmes. That's me. He's frittered my creative talent away. Announcer Hatch, silence. Don't call me that. I'm a producer. You're an announcer? An... Answer? Snotty, goblin, sniveling announcer? Not, not, not. Announcer's cross? Listen, Mr. Cleverdick controller, I produce more programmes than you've had hot call girls. And what thanks do I get? Very little. What if I am? <laughs> Who gave you music through Midnight and Savile's Travels? Not you. So, aren't you grateful? <laughs> Heavens! I produced Hello Cheeky. But a man's allowed one mistake, isn't he? <laughs> you have to hold it against me? Well, it keeps it warm. <laughs> Look here, you vicious, cruel monster, sir, master, oh, mighty one. I'll have you know, once upon a time, I produced one of the most wonderful shows on radio. And what was that? I can't remember. <laughs> Very well, Hatch, revive this show, whatever it was, and if you can make it the most brilliant, funny and entertaining programme in the history of British entertainment, who knows, I might put it on Radio 3 at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and so, the courageous old Hatch, bless him, record his erstwhile workmates from the far-flung corners of Hampstead. 
The aging blonde beauty, Tim Brooke Taylor. Bill Oddie, the singing Brillo pad. His beard was now ten inches long and covered him from head to hoof. Ex-medical doctor, Graham Garden, who retained his contact with the sick by making people throw up at his jokes. Joe Kendall, who, years ago, was a fine figure of a woman, is now a fine figure of two women. And John Cleese, the only comedian, comedian, the only comedian as yet unclimbed by the Chinese. For minutes they rehearsed, and soon the show was ready. No, 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 no. Is it? That was Pick of the Pops, wasn't it? Ah, it is ours, girl. Come on, somebody must know it. Anyone remember it? Anybody? It's in there somewhere, it's in there somewhere. Come on, Van. One note at a time. First note, please. Just the trombone. Come on, trumpet. Other end. <laughs> now try it with your mouth. <laughs> All together! This, this is ridiculous. At this rate, we won't even get out before the pubs close. Oh, long last, the memory of the Angus Prune tune comes wafting back over the air. And what a stink. <laughs> and brings staggering to the microphone those stars of yesteryear. Brooke Taylor and Cleese, quips with everything. Graham, their affair is at the bottom of my garden. <laughs> David, down the hatch. And the incredible balloon-juggling team of Joe Kendall and Bill. <laughs> and here it is, the voice that launched a thousand quips. It's I'm sorry, I'll read that again once more. <laughs> for eight weeks with some old ones, some new ones, but mainly some filthy ones. Right. Stop picking up! Oh, the noise, the noise, I love it, I love it. No, no, stop, stop. Quiet! Take that record off. That's no record, sir. That is Dave Lee and the Kosher Rhythm Boys. <laughs> boys? <laughs> These are real live musicians. Well... Very nearly. <laughs> I don't care. Off! Now, listen, I'm not having it. Oh, I am sorry. <laughs> you have deceived me. Oh, I'm disappointed in you. But, 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 don't but me. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop acting the giddy goat. Oh. Ah, those are the ones you don't like, are they? <laughs> My, they have matured. No, Hatch, you can't tell me. I know that under those wrinkled skins and thinning locks are the cast of... I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Yes, sir. Please, sir, don't go, sir. It's true, sir. But please let us back, sir. Please. 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 
Never. Three years ago, I vowed you lot would never work for the BBC again, and you keep trying to wheedle your way back, don't you? Well, I haven't wheedled, sir. <laughs> I think I don't notice. Who did that rotten, despicable, clever dick so-called quiz show, hmm? Oh, I rather like 20 questions. Not that, not that. <laughs> I'm sorry I happened to script or something. That was yours? <laughs> yes, yes. The title that gave it away. You didn't fool me. <laughs> Call that a panel game. Don't make me laugh. We didn't. Do you know... <laughs> when Anona Wynne heard that, she swore she'd never work for the BBC again. Oh, well, some good came of it. How <laughs> dare you. Anona is the new hope of BBC broadcast again. My God, the public are going to hear about her. It's a long time since Paul Fox and I discovered a new star. She's going to be radio's answer to Lulu, Cilla Black or Jimmy Hill, but not necessarily in that order. Or indeed in that beard. Look at these new programs we got lined up. Suddenly it's Anona, sports night with Anona. Friday night is Anona night and Anona at bedtime. I'm sorry, Anona is in and you're out. Why? 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 You ask me why? <laughs> oh, all right. Why? Because you're too old. Washed up. Finished. Obsolete. Out of date. Pussy! On the scrap heap. The cast's spirits were shattered. <laughs> and they wept buckets. Here we go. But at last, the evergreen Brook Taylor managed to pull himself together. Better. Oh, I beg your pardon. Now, we can't join the BBC. We shall fight them. We shall apply for our own radio broadcasting license. Radio Prune is on the air. A musical altar everywhere. We're ready to rave and we're ready to loom. So listen to Radio Prune. Without your trousers. Now listen to Radio Prune. Off we go with a wacky, zany, oh-so-sharp parody of the very latest sound in pop music. Stop! 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 Go away! You're not with that soppy, you're with the BBC. Not anymore, I've been fired. Oh. I'm afraid Anona didn't turn out to be quite the smasheroo I'd hoped. Oh. <laughs> I suppose you wouldn't be looking for a loony program controller to set up your jokes for you, because if you are, I'm your man. You certainly can't do the show without one. You're on. Oh, thank you very much. Now, uh, where was I? A wacky, zany, oh so sharp parody of the very latest sounds of pop music, and here it is. Stop! Thank you. Now, did I hear a Glen Mirror parody just then, or did my ears deceive me? No, we didn't. In my ear voice. Good. Well, that's all right. <laughs> yes, sir, Glen Miller, a bit progressive, I'll grant you, but it's all part of our up-to-date image. Satire, sir. Side-splitting gems about Muffin the Mule. Itmar. Nutty Slack. The Crazy Gang. Zeppelins. Yeah. The Kaiser. The Kaiser, yes, sir. And would you like to hear the Kaiser song? The Kaiser song? Yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry, um, you're out of date. Nurse, wheel these gentlemen over to those copies of today's papers, will you? What's this? What's this? These names. <laughs> these names. <laughs> what's this? What's this? These names mean nothing to me. 
The Osmond brothers, Russell Harty, Nina Barden-Semper. Those names mean nothing to anybody. But you still have to move with the times. After all, this is 1957. <laughs> it is as far as the BBC is concerned. <laughs> We're not with the BBC anymore. Quite. Anyway, get on with it. Oh, rubbish. Look, we can still live off our old, lovable old catchphrases, can't we? No, you need new catchphrases, new ideas, new blood, new guts, giblets, dismembered weasels. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's good to be back. He may be a loony, but he has a point. Public tastes have changed. We've got to give them what they want. We've got to have a new catchphrase. I suggest, can I do you now, sir? It's been done. What about... And now for something... No! Don't be ridiculous. Subtle. Terrapins. I beg your pardon? Terrapins. 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 Bound to get a laugh at that. Terrapins. Bill, terrapins have never got a laugh and never will. No, yes, they will. Listen to this. Terrapins! Here is an exercise in audience brainwashing, the Terrapin song. <laughs> oh, you are certain of a chuckle with a chicken of a chimpanzee. <laughs> the merest mention of a mama says it's guaranteed hilarity. Ho, 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 ho. Gibbon always gets a grin. Whoops! But none of them are fairer than a terrapin.
And now, we re-experience at last one of the joys we've been doing without for three years. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yes, it's prune playtime. Oh, 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 bags I be it. No comment. <laughs> and for the first of this series of dramatic presentations, we give you... <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, oh boring. On ice. What? <laughs> are embarrassing enough without being riddled with geographical or topological incongruities. Oh! John, you do use big words. Well, I'm a big person. <laughs> big head. What did you say? He's got beard. A big what? Head. Head! Head! A big head! John Cleese has got a big head! Oh, good. Well, that's all right, then. <laughs> For a moment, I thought you were getting at my left ear, and I'm very sensitive about that. Look, please. Look, please. <laughs> Stop interrupting, or we'll all go home and you'll be left here. Left here, you bitch! Ooh, oh! <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on. What have you got against Lawrence of Arabia on ice? Well, since you ask, Lawrence, I have nothing against. Perfectly nice name. In fact, I once had a pygmy shrew called Alexander. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't have minded if he'd been called Lawrence. So Lawrence is fine. Just fine. Ice, I like also. Very much, in fact. Especially turnip flavour with a glassy cockroach on it. Yes. <laughs> and, indeed, Arabia, insofar as it is warm and sunny, I can hardly recommend them. Beach is a long way from the sea, but... <laughs> Arabia is all right, but... Yet, and here's the rub, the combination of the two, Arabia and ice... That is, is, in my opinion, which I admit is only spot on, how shall I say, <laughs> incongruous. How shall I say it? <laughs> That's how I shall say it. Well, to be more specific, the ice would melt, the desert would turn to mud, and we'd all be lost in the quicksand, right or wrong? Boring. All right. What do you suggest? I suggest Scott of the Antarctic on sand. <laughs> on ice? Better still. Scott of the Antarctic on ice? bit obvious, isn't it? Oh, look, all right, all right. How about Lawrence of the Antarctic? Is it deal? God help us. If you're on your own. <laughs> we present Lawrence of the Antarctic on ice. Hold it, hold it. That won't do. Sorry, if he's going to be fussy, so am I. Musical accuracy, if you don't mind. I want... Eskimo music. Sorry, Eskimos are from the North Pole. <laughs> all right, all right. We present Lawrence of the Arctic, all right? Yes. On ice. With Eskimo music. Wait, wait a minute. What, what is that? Well, what the hell is Eskimo music? <laughs> oh, dear, dear, he can't do Eskimo music. Red Indian music. All right. We present... Big Chief Leaping Lawrence of the Arctic. <laughs> On ice. The year is 1892. Famous explorer Big Chief Leaping Lawrence. Formerly Captain Terry Scott, the well-known bird artist, has set out across the Sahara Desert to find the North Pole. 
fool. Three years later, he took a bus to Alaska and prepared to try again. Right, right. This is Big Chief Leaping Lawrence, alias Captain Scott, speaking. If you expect me to do three or four funny accents all at once, you've got another thing coming. Quiet. Quiet. All right, Shark, introduce you all. Now then, who's going to come on this expedition with me? Me, 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 me. Right, Mimi, you can come. <laughs> Next, and also, I shall be accompanied by my faithful companion, Captain Oates. You can call me Sugar Puff. <laughs> Puff, you fool. <laughs> no, no, no. In my ear. Oh, I'm sorry. Better. As you'd expect, Oates is in charge of the tents. It will come as no surprise when I tell you he is the most experienced camber this side of Larry Grayson. <laughs> and, by the way, I would advise you all to keep this side of Larry Grayson. <laughs> Captain Oddie will be in charge of the dogs. They're about his level. And Captain Cleese, Cleese will be in charge of the camels, which serves him right for cocking up the story in the first oh, place. Well, well. Also travelling with us, left over from the original script, will be my faithful old belly dancer, Salami. Hello! Wait, wait a minute, surely Salami's a great big fat sausage. Isn't she just? <laughs> but is she really a belly dancer? Well, she's too fat to dance on her feet. Oi! <laughs> or is she really a belly dancer? Yes, pay her five pounds and she'll dance on your belly. <laughs> uh, bring me a plastic mac. Anything. Right. We should be travelling on skates whilst the camels ride on the sledge, because they're not used to the snow. Captain Artie... Are the dogs ready? Yes, sir, and they're a splendid team, sir. Last week, they beat Crystal Palace. That proves nothing. Quite. Has the leader a good bark? Oh, yes, sir. Listen to this. Snibs, show him your bark. Oof. What was that? Uh, perfectly all right, sir. He's just a little husky. Oh. I thought he was a little horse. Snibs! Woe is me. <laughs> Everyone a winnie. Sugar puff! <laughs> What about your supplies? Oh, come, surely you guess by now, Doctor. <laughs> and so the team of dogs, led by the faithful Snibs, dragged the expedition across the snow. Snibs! Mush! Come on, Snibs! Mush! What are you calling mush? Sorry, Snibs. Well, that whipper, I'll bite your body. <laughs> on and on, further north they trek. Never stopping even to wash. What a dirty trick. <laughs> then, uh, slowly, the temperature began to fall. Oh, they keep going. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Oh, my body. <laughs> my goodness, it's getting cold. Isn't it? All around us, all around us, nothing but icy wastes no and chilly kneecaps. <laughs> now then, let's see. I have this little device... I have this little device for telling us when it's getting dangerously freezing. What on earth is it? Hmm? Oh, it's this little brass monkey. <laughs> I just hold it up and... Yes. Yes, it is very cold. Still, not to worry until... No, you can worry. <laughs> the food was getting low. Oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> Captain Cleese, how are the supplies? Present meats all gone, sir. Big Chief Leaping Lawrence, formerly Captain Jeanette Scott, the famous lady pilot and controller of BBC Two, 
decided he would have to catch fish in the old Eskimo manner. First, he got down onto the ice. Then he cut a round hole in it, and then he fell through. <laughs> Just then, over the ice came sliding a plump little figure wearing a fur coat, fur trousers, and fur undies. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that funny. No, but it tickled. That's fur enough. It was indeed none other than Nanook of the North. Oh, do we, by gubbage, right greedy to see you. Chip butty. Wrong voice. Now, uh, listen, Bean Paul. Oh, clever one. <laughs> well, look, now listen, I'm playing Nanook of the North, and this is a northern accent I'm doing. So you can like it or you can lump it. And what is more, brothers? I bring you Eskimo jokes. Not today, thank you. But tell us, Nanook, is it safe to carry on through this frozen hell? He buy gum clogs, black puddings and cotton mills. <laughs> oh, no, no, there's, there's all kinds of dangerous creatures lurking here. Lurk, lurk. There's, 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 there's polar bears, walrus, whales and, worst of all... Oh, no! Yes! Before he could finish, the ice began to tremble. I'm frightened. <laughs> and then it suddenly cracked. <laughs> there appeared a gaping crevasse. Oh, look at that! And from it rose out... No! No, no! A great, fat, no! blubbery, no! monstrous, misshapen creature... Uh, oh. What, what, what's happening now? Forgotten how to do it. <laughs> Gordon Bennett. <laughs> right, cancel the series. It's all off. No, no. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Wait. I've got it. He must have a voice transplant. Here is an urgent appeal on behalf of Radio Proven. If there are any people with ludicrous voices who would be willing to donate them to Timbrook Taylor for a few weeks, we would be most grateful. Hello? Hello? Oh, yeah. oh thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh, right away, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank heavens. There's a donor coming over. Right, lie down, please. Now, let's get these voices swapped before everyone switches off. Saw? Saw. Chisel. Chisel. Vocal cords out. <laughs> Swap them over. Sewing machine. A sewing machine. Right. The first successful voice transplant without the aid of acupuncture. Carry on with the script. Good grief, look, everybody. Look at that huge, flabby body and at that hideous, lascivious grin. Hello, how about a spin on Morning Clear? No, Harold, I'm not going to pick you up. <clears throat> oh, well, you can't say it's not a funny voice. Um, <laughs> and very sporting of the gentleman. Thank you very much, sir. Not at all! It's been... <laughs> You have 
have been listening once again to the star of stars and the show of shows, Angus Prune, ably supported by the staggering talents of Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Candle and Bill Oddie. The so-called script was written by the so-called Bill Oddie and Graham Garden. Bill Terrapin Oddie wrote the song and the music was played by David and the Boys by arrangement with Leon Cohen. The programme was produced by David Hatch and John Castles, who started the day by carving these immortal words on the microphone. It's I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Once more. My name is Angus and I would You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.